What up, everybody? Jason Lee, and this is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. That's right, man. DJ Damage checked in. And your boy Giovanni Watson. Hold on. So here at Hollywood Unlocked, we all know we start off being very reckless, but we're going to get serious real quick with you um, and just remind all of our audience about an interview that we had before. But first, let me introduce Cody Medler. Uh, he's been here before with Barry Ivey. So for Rampage, who hasn't been here, and for those of you listening for the first time. Rampage. <laughs> Rampage. <laughs> <laughs> he starts off. Taking shots. All no, right. Cause you, no, because I just got an email about the fucking uh, uh, UFC fucking rampage. Oh, got you. Let me start <laughs> rampage Jackson. Okay. It ain't even started yet. <laughs> we're not going to be reckless right now. Damage, for Damage, who wasn't here before, and for our audience that may, be li- that may be listening for the first time, I had taken an Uber ride and we met Cody for the first time. Me and my friends had met Cody. And we started talking about what his passion was, and he shared his story with me privately about helping Barry Ivy and Barry since then came on the show. You remember when Barry? Oh said, man, I do. That was a good. That was one of my favorite, my favorite interviews. Mine as well because it humanized. I think the homeless experience, and it also I think brought a sense of humanity to our conversation because I think in many ways we don't help each other as much as we should. Those of us that are in positions to help, which are probably ninety nine percent of us listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I thought was amazing about that story, and why I wanted to share it here on Hollywood Unlocked, is that I found Cody to be very selfless and helping Barry. And since then, we kind of adopted them here at Hollywood Unlocked. Yes, we did. So, do you want to talk about the event that we did prior to me going to Wilding Out? Um, we did an event at the study in Hollywood, just pretty much to bring awareness to Barry and Cody. Um, me, Jason, and Melissa hosted. It was a great turnout, amazing turnout. And um, we told his story on stage, and people opened up their pockets and their hearts to Barry. And he left there with some money in his pocket on a night that was contributed to him. And the idea was that, uh, and the funny thing about that night was uh, Cody and Barry had come there, and it was the first time they had both had bottle service. <laughs> yeah. So we, we popped a couple bottles. You know, we sat there and we talked. I don't think Barry drank, but, um, you know, Cody sipped a little bit, but... We, you know, we popped some bottles and we talked. We had a good time. And then they were both able to get up on stage and to, to share their story. What came out of that was a lady in the audience assisted homeless people with living, living situations. Wow. And so she took down Cody's number and it worked with Cody to find Barry a place to live. Since then, we also got Cody signed um, with a commercial agent, you know, so he can further his dreams and his career. And he's been out there hustling and grinding. So... Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we're here to share bad news that um, last week Barry passed away. So I got an email at Hollywood Unlocked from his family, reached out to Cody, and he confirmed it. So we in, you know, invited him back. So, yeah, here we are. So do you want to share what happened or what you know of what happened? Um, so um, I got a call from Barry's sister um, this past Friday. And it was just a message, and she was in tears. And essentially, yeah, she just kind of dropped the news that uh, Barry was found. He passed away um, uh, at his fucking place, you know, uh, behind the car wash. And, yeah, he fucking... So how long had you been helping Barry? It's been, what, a couple, but has it been a year or two? Um, yes, it has uh, been way too long. Wait, I've been so so prior to this happening, we had worked together 
to find uh, Barry a place. And you and I had just had a conversation, I think, last week where we were just saying, like, you know, he was not really wanting to move into the space because of his own reasons. And I know when he was here, he had shared with us that one of the benefits of being homeless, which we had never even looked at it from that side, was that mm-hmm. he didn't have the obligations of the world. Yeah, they had to pay no bills and just... So can you just share a little bit with the audience? Because I know people are interested in knowing, like, the working conversation that was going on, you know, between us to get him in a place and where Barry was with that. Yeah. Um. So pretty much uh, Barry had Social Security, has a thousand bucks a month. Um, we were going to get him into a place where he didn't have to put any down payment down, didn't have to have any credit score, no co-signer, n- nothing. Um. And that was at the beginning of this month, and we were all set to move in. It was like the 4th or the 5th, and uh, essentially the night before, Barry kind of got cold feet. Um, We were going to move into this place, and uh, you can never force anybody to do anything, you know, but uh, I should have just, I should have forced him. I should have... Convinced him better, man. He kind of fucking not talked me out of it, but uh, he just kept saying how he would not be happy at this place if he moved in because he needs his own space. And this was kind of assisted living. There would be uh, it would be like a house of uh, five or six people uh, who were all in the same condition as him, same spot. It's ran by an ex-homeless man. Um, he kind of leads by example. He just wakes up and showers and does his daily things. That's the main thing that, uh, you know, when you're homeless, you don't do that daily routine. Um, and just doing that is a big step. And it was just too big of a step, uh, for him at this time. And like I said, uh, should have just forced him into it. And I kind of, it's kind of a complicated, long story, but I guess that's why we're here. But uh, basically, he didn't move in then, and then a couple of weeks later, he was found dead, you know. Do you um, know anything about Barry's? Did he have any health issues? Do you know what his health I mean, was? Yeah, dude, when you're homeless, you do not get nourishment. You do not have a roof above your head. You do not get to shower every day. Uh, sometimes you don't eat. Uh, you're definitely dehydrated. All these things fucking add together and degrade your brain. It does, you know, over time. Your mind, body, and soul all leave you. Um, and I kind of caught Barry. Uh, you know, he'd been homeless for 20 years. I kind of caught him at the end of his road. But there was still something in him, man, and I know it. And I brought it out in him. Um, and I just uh, fucking... Well, you know, in terms of, like, forcing him to do anything, I mean, you can't take any responsibility for an individual, especially at 57 years old, who's kind of decided what, you know, his life, you know, his life was going to be. I mean, there were clips of uh, the last show where he said, you know, it gets greater later, you know, Mm -hmm. like in the end, like it is you go through what you go through and in the end it gets better. And for him, I don't think he saw that his end was six months after our last conversation or however long it's been. But I mean, we did provide the assistance we said we would. You, you know, went above and beyond, making sure that he had all the means um, necessary to be able to get off the streets, and you provided him with the opportunity. He decided not to take it. 
But do, do you think, was there other elements involved with him passing? I mean, was he, because when he was here, he said he didn't do drugs and alcohol. And I mean, it's clear now that that wasn't true. Um, man, uh, that is true. Um, I kind of did feel, um, just mixed feelings on saying this, uh, because of his family members that I just feel incredibly indebted to. Um, I know you say don't, you know, uh, feel down, but, uh, I will definitely hold on to this for a while. I know I could have, uh, Save this man. But uh, that being said, he did OD. I didn't want to, I don't know. I, like I said, mixed feelings on saying this because it kind of paints him in a bad light. But this is the truth of the matter, man. Fucking drugs get you. And when you were homeless and you were on the streets and you were cold and you were lonely and you're by yourself and life just sucks, like, a little bit of drugs kind of gets you through, you know. Um, but we all know it's never just a little bit of drugs, you know. Uh, it always adds up. And it fucking got him. It fucking got him. Wow. You know? um, so, yeah. So but, what what were the takeaways from the last time we all had a conversation here? What did, what did you leave with him? What did Barry leave with him? I mean, was he... Was he hopeful that things were going to get better? Or did so he... hopeful. So hopeful. <laughs> Which is, uh, you know, the worst fucking part. I I know that, uh, man, he is such, he's obviously such a bright, vibrant soul to everybody. He throws on the smile. But uh, I mean, him have a lot of similarities. That's kind of how we clicked up. Uh, but I could just tell, man, you can see it in his eyes. He's a very lonely person. Um very sad. He's by himself. Uh, not the best conditions, you know. But he throws on the smile for people because he cares about people, and he never wants to put him um, not first. But uh, his problems are nothing to him, you know. He just wants to shine to the world, and yeah fucking so so let me ask you this after he got up in circles after he got up at the event and told his story what was the conversation you all had after that um after the events i guess uh really we were talking about you know moving in this place i mean that's kind of how i was been i i always promised him that we'd have a fucking steak and wine dinner in his new apartment and, uh, you know, it was all, a lot of that talk. It was a lot of hopeful talk. That's uh, kind of how I am. I try to stay positive through thick and thin because positivity will always help no matter where you are in life. Um, and he felt the same way. And we kind of dreamed about this day. He'd be in the apartment, you know. But I, I didn't think it was a dream. I thought it was very practical. And it was practical. But uh, he... Uh, Every time he described it, it was kind of dreamlike to him, if that makes sense. Fucking, do, you, uh, <clears throat> do you feel like if he had got into the apartment that his demise wouldn't came or was it kind of? I don't. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Barry, I, I love him to death. He's just the most interesting, most complicated person I've ever <clears throat> met. Um, yeah. Fucking, I feel like if he was in his own place. 
uh, I think he would. I think he would be alive. But uh, drugs did take him out. So who is to say that? Uh, you know, if you have a place that you know you can't do drugs in it, obviously you can. But uh, I don't know. Drugs are a coping mechanism to fucking get you through tough times. And like I said, I don't know. I, I feel like. What What was your last conversation with him? I feel like he'd be a, uh, night before, like the day that we were planning on moving in. Um, it was like Saturday, and then I had to leave the next day on Sunday. Um, because some, somebody told me that uh, before I can help anybody else, I got to take care of myself. And my life is just so frazzled and everywhere right now, and I don't sleep, and I'm always doing a million things and I feel like I'm always letting people down because I'm always getting engaged in too many fucking things and I kind of put myself before other people I I did the show um where they flew me to fucking New York and it's like a big opportunity for me um and it just fucking sucks that when I left to do this fucking thing you know when I come back uh this Barry is fucking dead, you know? And I feel like if I wouldn't have done this job, I could have, you know, had another fucking two weeks or well, so to fucking... Well, let me stop you. I mean, I, I, I totally understand, like, <clears throat> you know, your loyalty to, and commitment to helping Barry and really feeling down about his death. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of us at this table have experienced death with a lot of close people. You know, I've told my story many times of my brother where I had a going away party, invited him, and he got murdered. And I understand guilt, and I get that. But having worked through it and understanding, like, you know, everybody's story is kind of written, right? All of our paths to where we are and where we're going to be, I feel there's a higher power that's navigating that. And who's to say that Barry telling his story here and then, you know, dying shortly after wasn't, you know, to create a bigger conversation? You know, we're having another conversation about it now. You have to work, you know. You have to continue to be stable because you have your life to do so that's not necessarily your responsibility i know that you were going to say were you going to say something no i was going to say the same thing i mean it's all about uh, perspective looking at his life you don't know where you came in and maybe you brought closure to it you know it's hard to sit there and blame yourself for something a story like you said was already written but at the same time maybe you completed the story maybe you brought something into his life that he would have never had and that's just sometimes how it's written, but you can't put it on yourself or not trying to better yourself and put yourself in a better position because that's the only way you can help the next Barry. You know, maybe this is something you look forward in. You know, maybe your career will spawn from this, this moment, this happening because you actually have a compassion for other people and a lot of people don't have that kind of compassion. I agree. Well said. I agree. And, and think of it, you know, 20 years he was on the streets and found comfort being homeless. And then in 20 years he had you, help him to find that he could, you know, get off the, off the street. And maybe that was the end of his chapter. Maybe that was the end of that chapter, you know? And so now, you know, you know, going back to my original question, what was your last conversation with him? Do you remember that? Um, yes, it was, um, it was outside of the place where I met him fucking 18 months ago, you know, um, he really only has three spots that he kind of frequents, um, it's the CVS, this Cactus Taco on Vine Street, and uh, sometimes he's at a Winchell's on Vine Street. He is Mr. Hollywood. He never kind of leaves this, like, freaking three-block radius. Uh, 
that was another reason why he didn't want to move into the place. He, uh, he just loved Hollywood. He loved being in it. Um, so tell me about the conversation. It was basically him telling me that he was not going to move into the place. And um, it was just, uh, I was frustrated, but I also was trying to understand him. And I didn't want to force him to do anything that he didn't want to do. Like I said, uh, if you're forcing people, then uh, it's not the way to do it. But um Dude, uh, I've seen him like this before, but uh, he was just like covered in ants. Um, it's a weird way to say it, but it's the truth. I've seen him many a times at one of these three spots where I'll just show up and he'll be smiling, talking to somebody, and he'll be like, oh, Cody, great to see you. And he'll have just ants crawling all over him. He'll have his fucking artwork out, and he's got cockroaches crawling all over the artwork. And he was just... At peace, he somehow uh, could keep going with all these. Uh, I could tell the man wasn't sleeping. I could tell the man wasn't getting all these things. Uh, like I said, it was just really a disturbing image of ants crawling all over him. It was kind of like a shell of Barry. Um, I think that's what the homeless life does to you. You know, it kind of carves you out from the inside and. He, like I said, he just always threw that smile on. He never really let me know when he was feeling down, but uh, after spending so much time with him, I could tell when he was down, you know, which was a lot of the time. Can I ask you, what are you doing to cope with not just Barry, but mm -hmm. yourself, your own problems and your depressions? What, what are you doing? Uh, like, I don't know. I've uh, told this story kind of to a couple people so far I haven't really told uh, too many people just kind of my brother and my sister um, and another friend but uh, uh, they all kind of echoing the words that you were saying don't feel bad you did everything and it's like man I'm gonna I will think about this for the rest of my life I really will um, but that is only fucking motivation for yeah. me to make this shit Stop happening, you know, fucking, this is a problem that happens to so many people, and um, it's just a cycle that people are stuck in, and lots of times don't have the means to get out of, um, so how am I fucking coping with this? Yeah. I'm A, pretending like it's not real, you know, um, kind of just, I don't know, fucking... Uh, so so what's the biggest takeaway that you have from this whole experience? Um, I mean, I have learned so much from him. Um, could not, uh, if I started compiling a list, the list would not stop. Um, I guess main things, be grateful with what you have. Uh, guy was the happiest guy in the world and had absolutely nothing. Every time I hung out with him, he had some type of problem going on and whatever my problem was in the day, whatever it was, it just seemed so insignificant to what he was going through. Um, so that, uh, realize that time is short, you know, uh, one day you got your buddy there and the next day he's not there, you know? Uh, and I was like, I've dealt with death in my life before, but, uh, 
it's been a while, honestly. Uh, and Barry was like, uh, I, I kind of told you, I feel like I'm bailing out on tons of people because I kind of am. I talk to a lot of people. That's how I got engaged with Barry in the first place. He talks to a lot of people. So we kind of just started talking up to one another. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've just really been hanging out with him and my sister and you know, a couple other people the past year and a half. He's been one of my best friends. And like I said, what? life is short. But <clears throat> Well, with that said, go ahead. Well, what 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 are what what do you want people to take away from this in terms of like how do you want them to remember Barry or what do you hope that they are inspired by from Barry's story, mm-hmm. the last one that we had, and then this one. Um, I wrote up a little letter to uh, Anthony uh, Barry's brother, um, but kind of said a lot in it, but. There were a couple passages, I guess, I'm going to try to draw from. Um, said he was a prince of peace. He was a knight in ragged armor. He just uh, blazed through the night. He was a phoenix. He uh, shined light upon the world when he had nothing, you know. Um, there was a quote. Uh, I got so many freaking quotes from this man. He just... Uh, was a genius, low-key genius that people didn't listen to, you know. Um, but he said, I had to become no one so that I could become someone to everyone. Um, wow. If that makes sense. Perfect sense. He, he totally had to get rid of all of Barry, um, which he did, almost life. Totally ripped him apart. I know it did. Um, but once he had nothing... He was like, well, now I can just smile and be there for anybody I need to be because I got nothing and it doesn't matter. I can just help people now and be nice and get through my day. That's what I thought was one of the most interesting parts of the interview where he said the first night he slept in the park, Mm -hmm. he woke up without a cure in the world and just decided he was just going to stay on the streets. Exactly. Uh, He loved the streets, man. He did. But... uh, I don't know. So what's next? Have they had his, like, what, are they having his services? Have they had his memorial? Are they, are you going to it? If anybody want to donate, is there anybody that can email or send money to? Um, one reason why I want to come on this show is because uh, they're not having services, but Barry's family is going to have Barry cremated because um, they don't want him just kind of in, in the ground, you know, bugs crawling on him, fucking... He's had enough of that kind of, um, so they're going to cremate him and, uh, they're going to kind of divvy his ashes up to his relatives. Um, and I was talking to his sister and I'm so sorry that I'm saying all this shit on this show right now, but I'm kind of only saying this so that we can get this paid. We got to make, we got to help these people out, man. Uh, Essentially it's like 800 bucks to cremate. Barry and I don't know I just any dollar that anyone could possibly give I would just I owe everybody so much I owe their family so much I owe Barry so much if anybody donated I will make it up to you somehow um I don't know how but I promise you I will um essentially we need 800 bucks but 
I owe them eight million billion trillion how can they dollars and that won't even be uh, anybody watching how can they get that to you emailing thing like that uh so it's not to me it's uh to uh one of Barry's relatives uh I'm gonna have to my phone doesn't so dumb but my phone does not charge and I can't like open up my phone right now and I got the link, um, so I guess I'll have to give that to you guys. Well, you can just get the link, and as we always do in this show, the link will be right here, mm-hmm. and so people can click it. And please do. Um, like I said, one dollar um, is a dollar. But we so, have a lot. Of, we um, have way more than eight hundred people to watch this show, so I think you'll be. I'm good. hoping, I dude. I think so. Um, especially with all the amount of love and support that you guys gave on that first video, like. Did people reach out to you? Uh, yeah, a lot of people reached out to me, man. Like, I like don't even want to look at the camera because I'm like so fucking embarrassed and so fucking ashamed and so <clears throat> I just feel like a piece of shit. Why man. you feel like, like that? You shouldn't feel like that. Uh, yeah, I know. But and, and let me say this, and you can you're gonna definitely process this all the way you're gonna process it. People used to tell me, you know, how to cope. You can't really tell a person how to cope. But what I will say is the lesson that you'll learn eventually is that you're doing yourself a disservice and not valuing all the time that you all spend together to re- by remembering the how he's left or mm-hmm. that he's gone. You know, like, yeah. <clears throat> the fact of the matter is you can either look at this experience and say, I did my best, mm-hmm. I did more than other people could do, because as you talk about his ashes being divvied up among his family, the thought that comes in my mind is, why give his, ash- his ashes a home when you didn't give him one? Mm-hmm. But that's me speaking, and, you know, I, I have an obligation to tell the truth. And tell what I'm thinking, what some people are thinking. You know, if his ashes are good enough to sit on your mantle, his body should have been good enough to stay in your house. So in terms of guilt, you know, let that guilt lie with the people that were obligated to help. You weren't obligated. But to, but I think to, in telling your story, the audience who's now become invested in, you know, thousands and hundreds of thousands of people have looked at the videos and have shared or whatever, you know, you kind of have to, in my opinion, continue to be that light Mm-hmm. in shining on this topic so more people get motivated and inspired to get involved because again there's everybody sitting at home i mean one thing i got from barry that i walked away with was you know i complain about stuff and i'm and i'm comfortable but i complain of not having enough when mm-hmm. there's a person that had nothing and was happy and excited and whatever so you know i was able to take away from that i can't let the death of him and the fact that we weren't able to finish the story um detour me from using my platform to say how amazing his story was you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so how how do you find ways of coping with the fact that he is gone he ain't coming back there's no more videos to make with him there's no more Mm -hmm. conversations there's no new art how do you cope with that and keep moving because you have your own goals right Mm -hmm. how do you Uh, cope well i guess uh one thing um that I have definitely found, especially from, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time with Barry, but I didn't really get to talk to his brother. I didn't get to talk to his sister. I didn't get to talk to these people who are close to him, you know, and um, like, I, I just, I don't really have anybody to talk to about this except for them. And I have never met them. I don't know them, but I've like been talking to them on the phone this past week and we just share a mutual just mourning um and it's just it's been interesting hearing from them um but the question is how do you cope though 
because you every time we let me just say this every time we ask that question you dodge it and you come up with ways of deflecting it and well but how do you cope uh i guess two things one um i'm I'm not really coping with it i'm kind of fucking losing it to be honest um but in the spirit of Barry, I'm trying to just keep a smile on, you know, and keep fucking chugging. But uh, so you're not doing any drugs, any alcohol, anything uh, like that. No, I'm not doing that. Uh, I just spent a lot of time thinking about him. Um, I, I was saying one. I mean, there are a few little uh, lights in this story. Um, one is that. I was like Barry's only friend in this past <coughs> couple of years. Uh, no one hangs out with him. And so I was glad to just be a friend of him. Um, give him somebody who acknowledges him, who listens to him. You know, I was just kind of, I think I did a good job in that. There you go. Um, so I'm. So why don't you just, enjoy, why don't you just celebrate that? Yeah. Uh, you know, why, why don't you just celebrate that? You know, if you learned anything from Barry, you spent the most time with him is that he found the positive in everything. Yeah. So how is it that now you're not able to, you, you know, he, I know he, was he the, you were the teacher. He was a teacher. You both taught. So how is it that you don't take from that, you know, his own lesson of how to look at it and just say, look, this is a part of life. It's an unfortunate part that we all are going to have to come to at some point, everybody in the room, everybody listening. But you know, how is it that, you know, how can you focus on that? I just need time, man. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's like, it's just not a time to celebrate, you know? Um, not celebrate. Uh, I just, down the road, I will see these things. But uh, right now, kind of tunnel vision and just uh, need to uh, do so many things. I need to get a lot of shit done right now. And um, that's what you got to hold on to. Because with that being said, coming out of your mouth, you got a lot of shit to get done. Do not allow yourself to fall in that gap because right now you're in a very pivotal vulnerable moment mm. and you can go left to right the red pill the blue pill so don't allow yourself to fall deep man yeah. you did a great job man you did it. i wouldn't did it i'm gonna tell you the truth right now yeah I, couldn't, I wouldn't did it i was gonna say man sometimes when a situation seems like the end it's the beginning mm. there's so many people that overlook homeless people and never give them two seconds of their day and you're telling me a story. I, I don't know anything about the story until today. I have so com, so much compassion for this guy. And every day I look at homeless people and don't pay them, you know, any mind. So when something seems like the, it's the end, it's the beginning. Like you are creating a platform and giving compassion to people who are people. That people mm-hmm. look at, they're like, they're not people. That's a person. You know, that person had a family. Exactly. So I think you need to look at it also, you know, when you can that way. And keep pushing forward. Keep finding other people you can help. And do what you can. You know, you can't always look at the situation like you failed someone. You didn't fail anybody. You know, you're inspiring. It's an interesting perspective because as you say that, that is exactly, I think, the takeaway that all of our followers had and all of our fans. It was the fact that we were able to humanize a homeless person. I said we will walk by a dog and pet that before we talk to a homeless person. And, you know, we we see homeless people everywhere. And I think that what Barry did was, at least for our audience, I mean, people, when I posted clips that he had passed, were just, like, in shock and sad. And, you know, he touched a lot of people by telling his story. But more importantly, now, you know, homeless people aren't invisible, at least to me. Yeah. And and I think that looking at them and, and, you know, I said to him, you know, Barry, uh, you know, what do you think about or what what do you think people should say or should think? And he said, this could be anybody you love. 
It could be I could be anybody you love. Your mother, your father, your sister. You know, and there are a lot of people that are one circumstance away from being in the same position. So, you know, for that, I would encourage everybody listening to the show now to go back and watch the interview, share the interview, take away, you know, from Barry what he, he bestowed on, on us here. And for you, I would say, you know, we'll continue to look out for you and make sure you're good. But you, it starts with you. And I will say from personal experience, I dug a, I dug a hole when my brother passed and I stayed in that hole for 10 years. But what I learned getting out of it was one, uh, I voluntarily put myself there and two, I voluntarily stayed there and it took myself to get out of that. And, you know, it will time, you know, some stuff will pass and as you start to cope with it and you know, move on or maybe, you know, be, let this ignite your passion to help more people or get involved with maybe other organizations that have mm-hmm. infrastructure to help, mm-hmm. you know, the passion's there. Now you need the infrastructure, right? I think that, you know, you'll be able to tell a story that could inspire more people. So I wanted to make sure you had the ability to come here and continue to share. And so I'll let you get the last word. Um, so many things. So many things. Um uh, just uh, no amount of words I can say right now will bring him back. You know, um, that is an absolute fact. Just cherish the people that you care about because um, life is short. Do what you can do. Everybody's going through their own hell, you know. Um, and I think the people who throw on the smile and keep it positive are very encouraging and are unique to this world, you know, because it's easy to get bogged down in your little problems. You know, your phone doesn't work, fucking whatever it is. Uh, it's nothing compared to the larger problems out there. Um, and, man, I don't even know. Fucking, I just, I'm so sad, you know. I lost a buddy. Um, I just I let him down. I, uh, I'm... You gotta really? stop saying that. You, you let him down, bro. Well, let, let's just, let's say that he's he Cody's on his journey. Yeah. To to mourn and accept and to survive this experience, and I'm confident he's going to. You are. And you know, I'm going to continue to offer our yeah, relationship to yeah. you to do that. And we have a lot more work to do in helping you as well. So for people who want to get in touch with Cody. We'll put his Instagram up, you know, frequently on the lower third so you can DM him directly and help him. And like I said, I think you're an amazing person for using your life to help another person you weren't obligated to. And you have a lot of footage, so it would be good to see how you put something together. I I think that's uh, another thing. I really do want to say a million things, and I don't know how I'm coming off. Um, I'm very flustered, very frazzle-minded, but... uh, I captured the last year and a half of this man's life and I got all the highs, all the lows. We tried to paint it as real as possible. Um, so I, it's not about me. I think that's the main thing that I'm trying to stress in all this. Uh, I do appreciate you guys looking out for me and everything, but uh, it is about these people who are stuck and damned in these circumstances and just uh i don't know just fucking uh, i'm going to be spending a lot of time towards this so i guess if you're interested and want to help this cause um stick around you know fucking i don't even know 
Well, listen, we, 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 I, know, I think we've said a lot. is kind of <laughs> all over the place, but. Well, let me say this, because I want to make sure that, you know, if you, you know, when you gather your thoughts and when you gather your feelings and when you've worked through it a little bit more, I know this is really sudden, you know, let's, let's talk again. You know, we're here, but until then people should reach out to you by just sending you an, a message on Instagram and, um, just, you know, we'll continue to monitor this. And, uh, main thing, please, um. I don't got 800 bucks. Please, can somebody help me pay for this fucking cremation? Um, I at least fucking know it's the man to, you know, get this fucking done. Um, please, anybody, uh, any dollar, like I said. Um, well, we'll be sure to put the link up when you get the information on your phone or where they can send it to. And I appreciate it. Can, no can't tell you enough. Um you know how grateful I am to have met you guys and to have this random occurrence. Life is so random. It's kind of how me and Barry met in the first place. It was a random thing. And just life is just so brutal, man. It is. And it's beautiful. And it's just disgusting at the same time. And mm. just find the positives. Find the beauty whenever you can. And look out for those people that you care for. And even if you don't care for the person still look out for him because we're all human we're all gonna die fucking life is so short i just really appreciate it and really just try your best and be humble and for barry you know um, all right for barry well thank you cody for coming on man we love you rest in peace barry